there are eight facets to our life for which we might create goals. However, one facet of our life is often neglected when we create goals for the new year, and that is our spiritual life. Today's guest on the Weekday Wisdom is going to talk a little bit about spiritual goals, what they are, and how to set them. Hi, this is Karma Spence, your legacy creation mentor and author of the award-winning book, Public Speaking Superpowers. And in today's Weekday Wisdom, I thought I would bring on a special guest who is a fellow author and has just come out with his new book, The Band Director's Lessons About Life, Volume 1, Parables on Life's Performance Cycle. This author is named Donald Lee, and he is also a speaker, a musician, a teacher, band director, and an economist. He holds degrees in economics and education and has performed professionally as a musician and was a finalist in the 1995 World Championship of Public Speaking. He was a member of the 2013 Canadian Triathlon Team and he's taught band in several Alberta communities as well as international schools in Kuwait and Pakistan. Well-traveled, huh? Donald recently retired from teaching full-time and is really working on his new career as a writer and author and thus his latest book. It is filled with modern-day parables and stories inspired by his work as a teacher. So welcome to the podcast, Donald. Thank you. It's an, it's an exciting delight to be here, Karma. Oh, wonderful. So I was just mentioning your book, The Band Director's Lessons About Life. And this is your first book, right? Yes, it is. I, I'm a new author, a young author. author you can tell, <laughs> right? The, the white hair has all died. It's my uh, hairdresser that does it's that. It's the trendy look. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned at some point when we were talking offline that it's a grand metaphor. What do you mean about that? And what is this grand metaphor that you talk about in your book? Okay. So uh, music is such a fantastic metaphor for our spiritual life. And each of the little 50 parables is its own metaphor. But the, the whole book is also a grand metaphor in that the book compares the normal performance cycle in a band program. I've been a band director for many, many years to our cycle of spiritual growth in life. And so, for example, in a band program, we would normally, at the beginning of the, of the school year, I roughly set out the performance schedule for the year. And well, we're, maybe we're gonna have a Halloween concert or I'm in Canada and the third week of November is Canada Music Week. So sometimes we've done a Canada Music Week concert, then a Christmas concert, and then uh, uh, festivals in the spring and then a spring tour and then a year-end concert. And then all of my, so that's part of my planning. Then I'll set repertoire and goals for, you know, the various levels of bands and that's preparation. Then the next step is practice where we work at, okay, we need to learn these notes. You got to extend your range. We need to learn. There's some knowledge. There's some skills that we need to develop in order to be able to perform well at the next concert. And that's the third step is performance. And with every performance, of course, 
we're never perfect. Some things go well, some things go poorly, sometimes disastrous, right? Yeah, and then, and then afterwards, then we have a time of, of what I call reflection and redirection. We think of, oh, what went wrong? What do we do well? What do we do poorly? Why? What do we need to change in order to do better next time? And then the cycle starts over again. We'll prepare for the next concert. Okay, now we have tour coming up. He didn't do so well at the music festival, but you know, we're going to play these pieces again. So on tour, we want to be able to learn it better. You made a mistake on that and this part didn't work out well. And we're going to redirect our efforts to try to do better next time. And so the, uh, the book is in those four parts. There's four parts to the book, preparation, practice, performance, and then reflection and redirection. And there's roughly a dozen parables in each section. So, so that's what I mean about a grand metaphor. And the subtitle of the book is um, 50 Parables on Life's Performance Cycle. And it, it's kind of a, you have to have, have the subtitle explained to you. I know it's a bit, it's a bit awkward. So as we're, I mean, this is the beginning of the year. This is January. Yep. And everybody's talking about setting their goals. Personally, I like to set my goals in December, but sometimes the process leaks over into January. So everyone's talking about smart goals and vision boards and most people, at least in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial space, are usually talking about their business goals or their career goals. And occasionally they'll talk about life goals. But as you and I talked about before, there are more than just those few facets of life. And one of the, one of the most important facets in and I believe you agree with me on this, is the spiritual aspect. And I understand that you talk a little bit about how, how and why spirituals are important and why they might be overlooked. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Thank you, Karma. I think most of us overlook spiritual goals, right? It's, it's something that's tacked on after the fact. Usually we think, okay, well, we're going to set some financial goals or some, you know, maybe some physical goals, weight loss. I've often had physical goals. I've been involved in sports of various kinds throughout my life. So, you know, get my running times down or whatever. I, was, I did triathlon for quite a long time. So we had running, swimming, and biking time goals that we had, right? Okay, so we got to work on these, get my times down. And the older you get, the harder it is to get your times down. <laughs> right. So, you know, we focus on those kind of physical, physical type goals. And sometimes we get into kind of intellectual type goals and say, well, I want to, you know, I want to read more about history because that's an interest to me. And I think it's a personal development thing that I want to do. And then, oh yeah, and like maybe we'll go to church on Sunday. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always an afterthought. And yet, as I, I point out in my book, that, that we're spirit, mind, and body. And I, I use it in that way. I know that body, mind, spirit is, you know, so common in the world today, but I think that's backwards. We're, we're spirit first. So I put spirit, mind, and body. And, you know, to, if I could paraphrase the master teacher, he said, you know, make, put your spiritual goals first and then everything else will fall into place. But we're backwards usually. And so yeah. in, in my book, one of the, one of the kind of underlying themes is, yeah, focus on your spiritual goals. Where, where are you going? And so when we, when we use that, the metaphor, the band, um, you know, the band uh, performance cycle metaphor in our life and look at the four sections in, in preparation for any goal, right? You're going to figure out, well, where am I now? And where do I want to go? And then what kind of a plan do I have to get there? 
Uh, let me just compare. Well, no, I'll keep it with, with the music. I was going to use time goals in, in sports <laughs> or something, but no, let me keep it on music. Okay. All right. So we have, um, uh, it's January. We're working on festival music in our community. That happens in March, usually early March. So we got to rush. Okay. Now we got to get everybody moved up. There's some new notes you need to learn. There's some new terminology and some new musical techniques that you need to master and stuff. So we're scrambling. Uh, to practice those okay, so we kind of said, well, we got to we got to teach him to play a high F and a high G, and that's going to do the, you know. So we set a set a plan. Okay, how are we going to get there? And then in band, most of our time is is focused on practicing. In our spiritual life, and I make the point in the book too, it's really it's really more that all four steps happen instantaneously in that mm. that ever present moment of now. Right? right? We're constantly thinking, okay, I want to be more loving. And I just had an argument with my husband or my wife or something. Ah, <laughs> that didn't work out very well, did it? Okay, so we're constantly, you know, uh, uh, preparing, practicing, being more loving. Ah, oh, shoot, the performance here didn't work out well. And argument. why did I, you know, why didn't I just let that go? You know, I know he was hungry. Why didn't I let him eat supper first and then bring up that controversial subject or whatever, right? So we're constantly reflecting. But if we put our spiritual goals first and foremost in our life. Then I think we will find other things, other things fit into place. So much of my life, as everybody else, the, the spiritual goals are last, and we're, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do that. And so many times we finally were banging our head against the wall, this just is not working. God, why aren't you helping me? You know I want to get this job, and I can't even get my foot in the door. They're not returning my phone calls, or whatever the situation might be. And in my own life, gradually, especially over the last couple of decades, I've noticed, you know, all my plans just don't work out. And then when I, nothing works out and I'm in a position of desperation, all of a sudden, bang, a door opens. What? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Well, I mean, I, I've come to the point where I say, okay, thanks, God. <laughs> you know, yeah, your plan was better than mine. Silly me. I should have listened earlier, you know. So, uh, throughout my book, I have this theme that we need to still our bodies and our minds in order to try to connect with that divine within. And, you know, from my kind of little bit of understanding, as far as I can see, every religion in the world has this sense that, that the divine resides within each one of us. It, it's, mm -hmm. That's our soul, right? right. And that, that if we want to listen to the divine or God or the universe or source or whatever you want to call it, then we need to be still quiet and kind of search our own soul for the direction, for those little nudges, right? That God has kind of pushed. God doesn't bang on our, the hood of our car and say, hey, stupid, turn left, turn left. No, God doesn't work that way, right? He gave us free will for a reason. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Those, those little urging in our hearts, right? And, and we need to be quiet and listen to that and try to figure, okay, where, where are we going? Where do we really want to go? As far as our direction goes in life, what we should do, there's so many choices available to us these days, right? What, what are we good at? What do we like? What makes our heart sing, hmm. right? And, and follow your heart, because I think God is nudging us in that way. And so if we set our spiritual direction first in our life, then we can gradually start to set other goals, business goals, financial goals, you know, whatever other goals we have in our lives, we can kind of start to set them. So, okay, so if I'm going to be whatever your goals are, maybe more loving, 
um, maybe this physically abusive relationship that I'm in is going to have to come to an end, or, you know, maybe I'm going to have to quit picking arguments with people. Maybe I'm going to have to quit finding fault with people if I'm going to be more, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. if, we, if, we, if we set our spiritual goals, at least try. Right. That's what a performance is like. We, we try some things go well, some things go poorly. So we constantly get to reflect. Say, well, maybe that's not where God is leading me. So many times in my life I've said, God, like make it more clear. I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> bit thick here. Right. I'm not getting right. the message. You know, what are you where are you trying to lead me? Because I don't get it. But uh, so it's a constant process of trying to connect, of trying right. to get that, that, find that spiritual direction in our lives. Right. Now, formulating these spiritual goals, I think that's just as hard as trying to achieve them. I mean, in many religions, I mean, I know in, in like, because I'm Catholic, there's, you go to church every Sunday, that would be a goal. Attend all the holy days of obligation, that would be a spiritual goal. But those seem so disconnected from who you are on so a day-to-day -day life. They, they're very external. And yeah. so how, what are good examples of spiritual goals that would be, because in order to really attain a goal, you have to have some sort of connection to it. Yes. At least that's my personal opinion, and I, I put that in my goal setting program. Is that you need to be you need to be excited about that goal and excited about these things that are rules. It's it's hard to do that. Whereas when you're connected to a goal, to a spiritual goal, like maybe the goal may be to attend sun, Sunday worship every Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really the goal that you, how you explain it to yourself. You're right. Because you're that, doing that to achieve something else. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on how does one formulate a spiritual goal and what are some good examples of said goals? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and all the things you, you've said, Karma, are, are really would constitute the plan not the goal itself, right? Okay. So, okay, I'm going to go to a Sunday worship service. At where, wherever I go, um, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, that's going to be part of it. And, and that will be part of the plan. And because God gives us guidance through the readings and the sermons or homilies or whatever, the other people we meet, the opportunities that present themselves, all that kind of stuff, um, that, that definitely could be part of the plan. But uh, since our spirit is within us, then spiritual goals are essentially within us. Right. And, and I'm also Catholic. So, I mean, I can, can relate to that. We have uh, the sacraments, right? And like the standard definition of a sacrament is an outward sign of an inward grace. Yes. Right. 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 So, so you, you go to baptism. It's not that that water is going to, uh, is going to make you holy. It's an outward sign of your own spiritual quest for holiness. Right now, as as a baby, they they don't get that obviously, but uh, you know, but, <laughs> but I mean, God it, puts it in them. Yeah, yeah, and and as an adult, I mean, I mean, a lot of people are baptized and and come to uh, come to religion as adults. I mean, if you're baptized in, as an adult, then I hope at some point somebody's going to tell you, well, that's the idea. Right? Yeah, that's that's right. kind of that's kind of the idea there, and the, the same with the, the sacrament of, of marriage, right? I mean, the the words that are said, the prayers that they don't make your commitment. Your public 
a marriage ceremony is an outward sign of that inward commitment that you are making to each other as a couple. Exactly. Right? So, that, so, so, so the, the going to the, going to church or they're outward signs of your inward kind of direction, right? Or okay. in, in, of something, something inside. Um, so our goals are inside. We can look at, I, I like, to, you know, Jesus made it so simple. I said, they say this in my <laughs> book too, you know, it, it, humans for the last 2000 years have made it so complicated, but Jesus made it so simple. He said, remember in, in response to the question that I think it was a scribe asked him, what's the most important commandment? He said, well, the first one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And then he went on, he said, in the second, of course, that first, that's the first commandment out of the, the Ten Commandments, right? Right. And then Jesus said in the second, and, and he picked something that's not one of the Ten Commandments. It's in the Old Testament, but it's not one of the Ten Commandments. He said, and love your neighbor as yourself, mm. right? Those that's two commandments. That's a hard one sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, of course, and, then the, and even then, if they're a, they're a saint you live next door, sometimes it's hard because we don't love ourselves either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's about love, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. love God, love yourself, love, and then and then the question came up, well, who is my neighbor, right? And mm -hmm. then Jesus told the famous uh, parable about the Good Samaritan, right? The Samaritan people from Samaria, they were the most hated and and right. reviled people to to the people in Judea, right? So even a Samaritan, yeah. So Jesus is saying. Everyone, everyone, right? Yeah. Everyone is your neighbor. So you love everyone, love God. It's about love. Ah, it's about love, guys. Right? That that's the main thing. And that's within us. So So what uh, would be an example of a okay. spiritual goal? Okay. So one of <clears throat> one of my spiritual goals always is to be more loving. Okay. And and part of my plan for doing that is I often pray. And I mentioned this in my book too, right? I'll I'll pray. And I'll ask that God, that I be a vessel through which God, God's love flows into the world, that I be a lamp through which the light of God flows into the world. In, in essence, uh, to, at least to a certain extent, in, in one way of understanding, right, the mm -hmm. spiritual thing, is that that's what we're meant. I mean, in Christianity, we have this idea that we are the hands and feet of Christ. Okay. Right? That we are the vessels through which God works in the world. Right? God doesn't have hands and feet. Jesus doesn't have, you know, hands and feet like ours in the world. We are the hands and feet that are supposed to be doing that, that we're supposed to let that divine spirit or the universe or source, once again, whatever you want to call it, that we're supposed to let that flow through us and into the world. So that's one way that I, that, that's kind of one of my common, common prayers. But you know, for everybody, you, you want to pick, as, a, as spiritual goals, you want to pick whatever thing you most want to work on or you most think you need to work on, right? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you would really like to have more of a sense of peace in your life. Well, then, then pray for that, that the peace of God, right? A famous prayer of St. Francis, right? Like that, the, that, the, that I may be a vessel. Yeah. Okay? for peace. I may be a, a lamp to which the light of peace shines into the world. Right. Um, pray for that. And then, of course, we need a plan. Okay, so how are you going to be more peaceful? 
well, maybe wait. And I got parable on this too, right? Put away, <laughs> put, put, put away your cell phones, right? Yeah. Kids, with, kids with cell phones in class, right? Put away your cell phone. <laughs> right? yeah. um, maybe we need to put away the cell phone. Maybe we need to turn off the television. Maybe we, like we're so bombarded constantly. Every waking minute of our days or we're just kind of visual and audio overstimulation how can we listen to the to the quiets the still small voice within when we've got all this junk happening around us so exactly. maybe part of the plan right to get peace is you know cut some of that out mm -hmm. maybe, maybe if it's only for half an hour a day right i'm going to get up half an hour earlier before the the chaos erupts in the household and I'm going to have a time of prayer and meditation. I'm not going to turn on any electronic devices yet. <laughs> right? right. Uh, j just keep some peace. So the, a spiritual goal is always something that is going to be inside us, whether it's love or peace or joy. Like how many of us really, really are joyful during our day? Right. Right. Half the time, half the time we're miserable and complaining about stuff and whatever happens. Well, I mean, you're in sunny Southern California. Well, it's pretty sunny out here in Northern <laughs> Alberta, but there's minus 35 degrees this morning. The car wouldn't start. Just when I went out and got my car started, then my wife said, oh, my car won't start. Can I use yours? <laughs> ah, it messes up my day. <laughs> All right, take my car. And I spent the next two hours trying to get her car started. And now she's off to get a new battery. You know, you know how our days go, right? So it's hard to keep that peace and, and not at it. But yeah, the spiritual goal is always something in about the inside of us that we need to focus on and then set some plans to figure, okay, how, how are we going to help to produce that spiritual quality? You know, the, the, the fruits of the spirit, the seven mm -hmm. fruits of, of, the, of the spirit are, are a good place to start, right? Right. You know, it's interesting because when I think of spiritual goal, I might not you know, love, peace, and joy wouldn't spring to my mind in that box. They would, in my mind, they might come up in the life goal or, you know, or personal in self-development goal. And what you just said really ties in with something that someone else I was talking to earlier today about how he defines the eight facets of life. And in spiritual, he goes, ethics, morality, and spirituality are all in that area. And so... It seems to me that these spiritual goals would work for anyone, even those people who might not think they're spiritual, because there really are character goals. You know, they're really about being a better person in the world, because I, I would assume that that's sort of what God wants for us anyway. So therefore, <laughs> yeah. it's a spiritual goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... And you, uh, so can I interrupt you? Yes, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you, we can certainly look at ethics and morality. And really, I mean, Jesus went on to make the point right in the, in the previous passage that, uh, that I referred to, right? He said, the, these two goals, love God and love everyone uh, as much as you love yourself, which implies we should also love ourselves, not hate mm -hmm. ourselves, right? Or you'll hate everybody. And then you'll really right. be miserable. <laughs> exactly. So and then he went on to say, in that or in those two uh, commandments is is all of the law and all of the prophets the way he, the way he described it now because the law and the prophets is is usually how we define the old testament which was for the jews at that time the entirety of sacred writings that existed so he said that all of sacred writings all of the spiritual guidance god has ever given humanity is contained in that love god and love everyone yeah so so ethics and morality 
right? I mean, you can easily think about it. Sometimes with my religion classes at school, I'd go, th I'd go through that and say, look, I mean, so if you really love your neighbor, you obviously you wouldn't kill him, mm -hmm. right? You, you wouldn't steal his stuff. Right. Uh, you wouldn't commit adultery with his wife, right? You wouldn't lie to him, like all of those things. So, exactly. and all of the, all the rest of it. I mean, if you truly love other people, you don't need to worry about the little minutia of, well, I don't know. I mean, and the, the ethics of so-and-so says that it's okay to, yeah, that's what got the Pharisees wrong. That's why Jesus was so hard on them. Mm -hmm. He says, you know what? You got all this stuff. You got the, all these laws that you follow that are written down again. You're, 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 you're stuck on the letter of the law, but you miss the spirit because you don't love. Right. If you loved, you wouldn't do those things you're doing, even though the letter of the law says you can. Right. right. So, so yes, I mean, so if you if you really think about spiritual goals as those spiritual qualities within us, then that covers everything else. If you truly think about it. Yeah, that that's that's well put. If someone wanted to learn more about your book, grab a copy, or learn about more about you, maybe working with you, where would they go? Okay, my new author website, it's only a couple of months old, I'm putting things in, but uh, other people have said it looks pretty good, is uh, easy to remember, www. Of course, that's where everything starts, comminghomespirit.com. Okay. And so the, yeah, comminghomespirit.com, the theme of my website is that that's our, that's our spiritual journey. All of us are on a spiritual journey back to God. And um, yeah, comminghomespirit.com. So you can connect, uh, uh, I get a, a weekly blog, you can sign up for my blog. You can check out other stuff on my website. Uh, you can see all the places where my book is available. But in short, at all your regular online stores can get it. It's at Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble online, um, et cetera. And every bookstore can order it. Yes. It's available through Ingram, and that's the largest book distributor in the world. All of the bookstores order books from Ingram. So if you go into your local bookstore, you don't want to deal with an online say, so, you know, this book... Uh, it's a, with a funny title by this guy, Donald Lee, and he's not Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Lee, it's called The Band Director's Lessons About Life. Can you get it? They can get it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Weekday Wisdom. It's my pleasure, Karma. All the best to you. God bless you. All right, take care.